Hello, I'm India and welcome to the third series of Starter Ripple, the podcast that celebrates moving in nature. This series is sponsored by Island Feather, an amazing brand that creates high quality multi-purpose fitness wear and events. Island Feather's mission is to support you to live a healthy life, discover what makes you happy and create a community of support and care for one another. For me, having just become a mum, their motto, find your freedom, resonates more than ever, and I'm stoked to have them as a sponsor. Okay, it's time to introduce my guest. Lucy Stevens is the MD and founder of creative communications and consultancy agency, Leffer, for brands and people that flow to and from the coast. She is also host to the Leffer podcast, where she talks to inspiring people, all with a deep love of the ocean. Now, Lucy wouldn't have devoted her career to this industry without having a love for it herself. With a passion for surfing, paddleboarding, and walking with her beautiful dog, River, it's now time for Lucy to be on the other side of the mic and share her story with us. Good, thank you. Really good. Just saying, thank you so much for having me on um on your podcast. It's just been really exciting to talk about your podcast life, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had a bit of a chat before about how it is quite time-consuming, but also so mm-hmm. worth it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you. I like I said before, you've been on my list for a while, so I'm really, really, <laughs> really stoked to have you um chatting to me today. I've got lots of questions for you. Um, so without further ado. Where did your ripple start? If you could tell us a little bit about your background and kind of, yeah, what, what you're doing today. Yeah, of course. No, thanks so much. Um, so it's it's funny actually because, like we said just before we press record, um, we're always looking at asking other people questions. So it's actually been really interesting because when you sent me those questions the other day, I sat down and had to like really think about it myself. Like, where did this all ha- happen? Yeah. How did I, you know. Um, but yeah, no. So I am. Um, I grew up in um, I grew up in the Midlands actually, but always had this weird, I guess, obsession with the kind of I guess the surf culture from the like northeast and the ocean and coast and that kind of lifestyle. I think it was almost like a slight escapism from um, as much as I, I loved like you know school life and friends and everything there. I just I think it was always this kind of like part of my identity, like being in my group of friends. Like oh yeah, that's Lucy who likes surfing even though she doesn't get to go surfing on the snow <laughs> but I um I always had this like yeah I just loved being around the water and we used to go on holiday to Norfolk and down to Cornwall and um and yeah I, I basically um I, I kind of always knew I wanted to go into that world in some capacity but I just didn't know exactly the direction always loved art and creative things so I did um I did an art foundation course and whilst I was doing that at Leicester Uni um sort of fell in love with photography um I started shooting for the local um the kind of beach student union there and just there's you know in life there's a few when you look back there's a few people who in your career who are those like pivotal people I guess and those moments at the time you don't quite realize um the impact they're having on your life but there's definitely a someone at Loughborough who just found work just kept coming up found it just kept coming up and went down to um the Eden project and there was this little table that I remember it so clearly with like the student who'd obviously been paid in beers probably stand there and talk about their uni and he said um anyway we got there and 
and he was just explaining this like world of Falmouth Uni in Cornwall and how you could study art and creative things by the coast and I just had from that from that moment onwards I knew that was what I wanted where I wanted to go so um yeah worked worked together and I remember the day I found out I got into Falmouth Uni was the best day ever and yeah I loved it down there it was brilliant so I moved down to Cornwall and it was like literally living what I want like the lifestyle I wanted to live and you know the like-minded people down there and I I met all my best friends from from Falmouth Uni um, and just yeah loved it there but once I was doing photography um, I I guess I I guess I wasn't again I knew I loved the brand side of things and I I looked at um, like look I was assisting photographers and doing that kind of thing and different um, brands down there and like working on the editorial side and stuff but I um I realized quite quickly that I didn't want to be a photographer. I actually loved just the coordination behind it all, but I didn't quite know what that was. <laughs> um, as you, you don't really know what all these jobs are, do you, when you're younger? Um, and then after that, I sort of started hearing about PR and communication and marketing, I guess, as a whole. Um, and yes, yeah, so after uni, I went up to London because I thought that's what we all had to do and go to London. So I went to London and um got on a graduate scheme um for communications and started open it opened this whole world of talking about brands in like a way which is just as exciting and all the people there, everything was so fast-paced and high energy and I actually really loved it it took a while to change from like Cornish life to, to London life um but I I really did like um yeah I really did enjoy it and it's funny I went to a surf dome event when I was on my graduate scheme which was in a kind of different field and it was a surf dome event in London and it was a surf dome kind of Volcom event I remember I went to that event and that's where my 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 boss my new boss um worked and where he was and, and I met him and and actually that's where um, I started working at this agency he looked after like Roxy and Quicksilver and all the brands I loved growing up and I sort of found my happy place there so I don't know I think Growing up in the Midlands, um, you know, as a lifeguard, I used to shoot when I was doing foundation course. I used to try and find abandoned pools. That everything was always water-based. So mm-hmm. naturally, um, naturally, I was always going to go into. Well, I always thought I was going to go into something in that world. Um, and yeah, and then the yeah the London life kind of like just got sucked into it totally, and like really enjoyed um, being immersed in those brands. But I think there was something like in me which. I knew I wanted I've always known I wanted to do something myself and didn't necessarily know it's gonna be an agency um or PR agency myself but when the opportunity like um, I'm so fortunate that again another pivotal person I should say in my life um like offered me the opportunity to work with them on one of um one of my clients now and I just sort of thought oh you know what this is perfect this would be really great opportunity to kind of just push to the next stage and like um yeah just kind of take control a bit because I think when you get when you work in London it just get you get so sucked into that that actually the the lifestyle you're preaching was through your brand this kind of balanced lifestyle wasn't really there as much so um um <laughs> yeah because I I did the London I should move mm-hmm. to London thing like it did it's kind of like drained me I have to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. um but equally I don't know if you feel how you feel but I'm glad I did it to know that I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, you know what? Absolutely. <laughs> we. So I remember. Me, I remember when I started at um, my first main agency in London um, after my graduate scheme, um, and I was so pumped. Yeah, but I. It was always a bit of a an ongoing joke in the office because I was always there, like daydreaming about being by the coast, and everyone's like, "Why are you in London?" 
I was like, oh, well, because it's, it's, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And actually, I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I've done it because of just, um, I don't know, it's just the, the high energy of London is, is still, even now, um, I still do get that and I get that buzz. So I, I think, um, yeah, I think after a while, you, you kind of come to that natural just because a lot of my friends are at the same place as well at the moment like where, what's next and actually do do I need to be in London but I think it's a really great place for opportunity and you just learn things that you get immersed in different culture and different ways of thinking I think it's really important actually and and how you perceive the world because you know uh it's just it's different from going I remember going mm. from Cornwall um and how my mindset was there and what my world was and coming to London and it's such a shock to the system um mm. and at that age I would have been like what 20 21 mm. um or so and it was I think it was a bit a bit like whoa okay whoa <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of different people a lot of different mindsets and actually try and embrace that and, and understand that and I think that's really important and I think actually doing PR it's a really it was so important to have that because you need to be able to think about how other people think and um, and understand other people and have empathy for other people and you know and understand that no not everyone's come on the same path or on the same track as you or have the same goals and inspiration and aspirations. So um, mm. yeah, I did really enjoy London, but I definitely mm. you know, me and my partner. Um, I remember end of twenty nineteen, literally, we went to dinner and I remember saying to him, I said. I can't I can't do this anymore I really and I'd already started Leffer by that point I'd been um I'd had Leffer for a couple of years been working um with sort of those brands that I, I loved and it was going really well but I, I just knew we needed to be out out of the city and in kind of nature in some capacity mm. and I little did we know what was about to come um, and yeah um, but speaking of Leffer um <laughs> so yes you you know you've started your own PR agency um and it's all about or all four brands and people that flow to yeah. and from the coast which I I love that I love that <laughs> that's kind of like your slogan or whatever I don't want to call it it's like a beautiful way of putting it um so yeah where did the idea come about then that it, were you realizing that there wasn't an agency that was devoted to this was there a gap in the market did you think why did you suddenly realize you needed to do this on your own where did this idea come from yeah it's, it's a good question it's funny when you start this as you know like it, it becomes part of you and it's such a huge part of your identity and you have to kind of I actually sat down earlier and thought like retrace my steps and how it kind of started but it's funny like Leffa so Leffa I don't know if many people know this but Leffa's actually um it is Lucy Stevens Photography is what I used to use like my alias name when I was doing I was doing photography and it's kind of a mixture of my name and it was a really random word that didn't mean anything um and I just used to like doodle it when I was um when I was at uni when I was on used to be on the train all the time my partner like at the time um was up in north of England so I used to travel up and down country a lot on trains and just that to me I, I love journeys train journeys plane journeys car journeys I love every because I don't know why I think it gives me like that, that time where I sit down and I can just like think and nothing's influenced I can just have my headphones in and just think about things in quite a logical way mm. uh, anyway so that's um that's just like a bit of a, a background on on the name mm. I don't know if, I don't remember it's like that, a name but... is it like so it's a word that you basically made, made up yeah I'm, yeah and I remember going to a panel talk with well to do magazine and there was a really awesome lady there who was um, like a 
um, she did trade, she's a trademark lawyer and we went for coffee and I remember saying to her, what's this random name? And anyway, I don't know I'm going on about the name, but it's just funny because she was like, it doesn't, she put it in her system. She's like, there's literally no negative connotation. There's nothing linked to it. So I was like, oh, perfect. Okay. I can yeah. just use that and nobody knows. But yeah. um, anyway, but Lefa, yeah. So I um, I guess I didn't, I didn't necessarily know I wanted to create a service business. I always like loved the idea of creating a brand. Um, but then when the kind of opportunity presented itself, like really, again, like, as I said before, there's, there's people in my life and my career who've definitely been those, um, had those, those pivotal moments where they've really influenced and shaped like huge, like the, literally the next chapter. And, and um, one of my clients who I was working with at my old agency, um, he moved to Volcom. Um, and he, and he said to me, I was like, oh, do you want to come? I'd worked with him for quite a few years. And he was like, oh, do you want to come on board? And naturally, I just remember feeling so excited because it was like, okay, this is brilliant. Like, you know, we can kind of work together. We can work on a brand that we absolutely love. And, um, and then that's when I thought, okay, if I create an agency myself, what is it? Like, there's so many PR agencies out there. And how can how can this be different because there's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of brands there's a lot of agencies there's a lot of noise and and everyone's kind of like fighting to have their piece and and actually I was like well you know what I, I actually just really want to work with those clients and companies that I love um but I think the most important thing was actually just being able to build up that trust and rapport with the client so therefore you can bounce like real creative ideas and things that you'd think were a little bit out there or a bit weird or oh actually you know um I don't know things even just within the industry itself just being able to have those conversations which help you both navigate the next direction and next step for the brand and I think that was something I really I didn't feel like I was missing but when you work in big agencies there's um there's just there's a lot of pressure and there's you know there's a lot of people and and I think I just wanted to work a little bit more collaboratively um and so yeah so that happened um and then the kind of flow to and from the coast was a natural thing because like how I think when it comes to PR, it's super important to, um, if you're like me, which a lot of people work in PR are, where you've got kind of a niche or a hobby or some area that you really love. And it's all about immersing yourself in that and those brands and the kind of the media and the journalists and the understanding the kind of culture around what you're doing is so important. So I think, um, yeah, I think it just naturally, I was like, ah, it all flow to and from the coast. <laughs> Let's yeah, tie it all in together. And, and actually, work yeah things have obviously changed a little bit but I try and keep it all so there's still that kind of love of outdoor adventure the coast um well-being obviously kind of is a thread and sustainability thread mm. throughout, throughout and it kind of it's worked really well and I didn't necessarily have a huge grand plan of it it's all sort of just developed and and changed and and um yeah it's, it's going really well and I really enjoy I really enjoy working um on the clients and with yeah. the brands I, I am so yeah. And I guess what's what's really great is that you, you know, you saying that you love these brands from from when you were younger and you're somebody who loves the outdoors. So you are a lot of the brands that you worked with target audience. Yeah, you, true. You're the one that they are looking towards. So you're the one that's able to to give that feedback and understand what you want as a consumer yeah. and what you want to see because you know you're the one that they're going to be targeting at the end of the day um how how do you find it because being someone who who loves the you know the ethos behind these brands and everything you know to do with the water how do you find it that you're sat there behind a computer to work because that's got to be hard I think a lot of yeah people go into (laughs) stuff thinking I want to do this for work because I love it 
yeah but then you realize that you can't enjoy it because it's work <laughs> honestly <laughs> I, I can't even describe how many times I've had that conversation with yeah. people recently I, th- I think it was it was obviously it was very um prevalent anyway in the world we live in before COVID and then during COVID um I mean I hate to keep bringing COVID up but obviously the last oh, yeah, few years like, yeah. it, it really has been so intense with the dig- that digital switch yeah. and, and actually uh, yeah I think it's I think it's I mean yeah I could talk about this subject for ages because I think that's I think that's why I mean I know myself and a lot of my friends are naturally looking at how um how you do something a bit more tangibly I mean I keep looking at the industry as a whole and obviously you know it's really important to be emailing and speaking to people and everything's all online but it's also I think it's just as important now like I take myself I used to do it when I was a junior at my first agency I used to get told by my boss then again another pivotal pivotal moment pivotal person that he used to say take yourself as a news agent and just immerse yourself in the media and mm-hmm. I think there's something really important about that so I, I I think that after yeah especially after the last few years that the podcast um doing that kind of research offline and and then also just magazines like I love magazines. I've got literally I've got magazines like everywhere. And having that moment to take yourself off the computer mm. and off the screen to like look at that and read something different is um I know it's super important. But yeah. I know a lot of people have it's it's a big old question, isn't it? Because work life balance has merged, everything's merged. Like, but then there must be weeks and weeks on end when you're like staring at photos of people surfing or whatever, yeah. or doing yoga, or whatever, and you're going. I'm just staring at photos I'm not doing this for myself and this is like yeah almost dangling that carrot in front of you looking at all these other people doing it and you're tell you like, what, I used oh. to I used to feel quite heavily that I used to feel that a lot actually when I was in London um I used to definitely in fact and events really helped and actually I remember when I moved to London and thinking oh people don't really aren't really into surfing and I managed to obviously find the agency that looked after the stance and boxing quick and that kind of thing but but I remember then suddenly there's this huge world of people who are actually, you know, who are in the same position as me and, and you and everyone who, who do obviously would love to be surfing or love to be paddleboarding or by the coast all the time. But actually, because of work and opportunity and maybe they're driven or whatever it is, they, they want to be in the city or had to be in the city at that time. And, and actually, there is a community and there were so many little like, you know, you've got awesome London Surf Film Festival, like every October, November now. Um, and you've got you have so many different pop ups and panel talks and I think when you when you work in like our world and it's all immersive anyway that is that is the great thing as you say like when events were happening you could go to every night and you could go to a panel talk or something that would be different and you could meet people who were had a similar ethos or, or even even had a similar ethos but working in a different field but it would open your world up open your mind up to a different way of thinking again um, and I think again I think COVID although we had so many different online panel talks and <laughs> you know you're tuning into those yeah. seminars like okay right this will hopefully inspire me but actually yeah. halfway through you're like oh my gosh I can't know if I can do this yeah so I'm hoping that now like you know I found that clients I'm working with at the moment there's three clients that are talking about like events for the spring summer and I'm hoping that will help the balance of the kind mm. of digital less real life because it is a bit disconnected and I think I think last summer especially I think it was a bit fragmented because at one point it was you know you did these events and you knew everyone was there and whereas people have burst out of cities people are all over the place people are freelancing and 
a lot of there's a lot of change has happened and actually yeah there is definitely a fragmented community within you know society of whichever you know sector you're in um so it's bringing that back together and i think hopefully those sort of events and things yeah. in real life will be um will be able to kind of i don't know make it real again so so what yeah. what do you do then in order to get yourself off offline and out of work obviously you yeah. you've got a love for the industry i mean i know that surfing is a big thing but what else is it that you do to get yourself yeah. kind of yeah out outside I'm oh my gosh I I know without sounding extremely cliche right now I just love sunsets I'm not actually I'm not a sunrise person actually I'm not I'm not I love it and I look through the window and think oh that's cool but I'm I I just love sunsets. I love that time of night I've always been a bit obsessed with that you know that kind of um that cue yeah the golden hour golden hour and then just slightly after it where it's like that blue Mm. hue like deep indigo because sometimes it's better when the sun has actually set and exactly. then you get the exactly that's and that I is amazing yeah people watch the sunset and they go oh brilliant the sun's gone now that like, was nice they walk away and then it's yeah. only when they're driving back from the beach or whatever they suddenly see this huge extreme intense glow of the sun yeah and actually yeah I, I that's for me was um as I said when we when we chose to when we chose to leave London um we moved into the countryside we were only gonna we hadn't really got a, a major plan we wanted to move down to the coast at some point we still will I think we're just kind of figuring it all out but we're um yeah that was that was it for me it was just being able to get outside and with that again I feel extremely pri- privileged to be able to say this but actually during that first um sort of six months of, of living in the countryside when we went into lockdown because we had such amazing weather and we were suddenly in the country and we could just go for walks and miles and not see anyone. And actually it was a real breath of fresh air. And I think I've kind of tried to carry that through. I, you know, I, I know we, we're always going to talk about dogs and I, yeah. always, <laughs> I always revert back to my dog all the time. But yeah. we've, got, we've got River at the, um, when did we get, when did we pick him up? He was, yeah, he's, he's a year and a half now. So we've, um, we've had him for quite a while, but he's been such a big part of our lives in terms of making us switch off, making us get outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sat there looking at you and going, right, I need, to, I want to go outside yeah. and play now. And, and actually, it, it, you have to. You have to. You and have to. Come rain or shine. Come rain or shine. You have to go out with a dog every day. Exactly. But even if you don't want to, you come back afterwards, you're like, thank you for making me go out. That was amazing. <laughs> so, so, you know what? To answer your question in real short, get a dog. But also, I think it's, um, it's just, yeah, that that sense of going on an adventure with a dog is you can't beat it because they, as you say, they're just they're in that moment. They're really happy and yeah. they're taking like we've taken a bit of paddle boarding. Um, yeah. I actually, funny enough, um, it's my thirtieth last August, and um, my partner, um, we got we both got some um, paddle boards ourselves because we I've been I've really wanted a paddle board. Um, yeah. I paddle boarded so many different places, but never like had our own paddle board. And um, obviously being inland, even he said to me, he was like, this is really, it could be really great for, for you just to even like finishing work. And rather than having to plan a weekend away to go and do something, you can just get on the, yeah. get on the water. So I've got a few, um, just obviously near, we're near Cambridge as well. So a few waterways oh, down amazing. here I really, really want to do when sort of spring kicks in. And I've been looking at those. So um, I want to do some more paddle boarding. Yeah. Absolutely do more and when the days get a bit longer so that you exactly. can finish work at five and then know that you've got until nine o'clock at night until it's yeah. dark. And absolutely. I think that is what one of the reasons why paddle boarding has exploded. Yeah. Because you, whereas surfing, you have to be, on the coast and the conditions have to be right you know it's 
with paddleboarding, you can live by a canal, a river, a lake, you know, you don't have to be yeah. by the coast to be able to get that water fix. Exactly. And like so many of us are looking for. Blow them up, you can put them yeah. in cars. It's so accessible. And yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. Like, I mean, I know the last couple of years, paddleboarding, well, not even a couple of years, but it was sort of, it was all, it was on such a, um, like the amount of people was increasing mm. quite rapidly anyway wasn't it people who were yeah. getting into paddleboarding but I think the last well, you're right I think the last couple of years it's, people are sort of finding that local adventure and I think yeah. that's something that I really feel like she's talking about this about um the same thing actually with a client the other day but it totally ties into into um how we are right now and that local adventure I still although people are going aboard again um I still think people are trying to switch off from the laptop and make it and then get mm. themselves out there in their like local environment and have those sort of sort of daily adventures mm. rather than always waiting for the next you know the one holiday a year kind of thing so um, oh, definitely yeah it is yeah. that whole it's that whole staycation thing yeah. isn't it um but obviously you said that you do live inland yeah. um so do you try and get to the coast as much as you can then is is, is Cornwall your go-to yeah it is it is only because naturally, get back. yeah I think my, my brother lives down there my best friend some of them live down there now and I actually since COVID um well since well last year actually a few of my friends have also moved back down there so um and yeah even um I've met so many people who through through kind of our line of work who live down there and you go down and I feel like there's this real sense of it's all really I feel so at home going down to Cornwall so although it's still far um and there's all those other coastlines in between we still end up going to Cornwall mm. quite a lot um it's home from it must be like home from home I know, you know home yeah and it having is. been at uni there I guess you it's familiar and yeah, and obviously is. I know that you you know you do you love surfing that is something that obviously yeah. you, you can't do at home so if you can do that when you go away yeah and you're going to stay in the UK then Cornwall's going to be Absolutely. The, the place for you to go so um, just sort of talking about surfing a little bit more I'm always really interested to speak to people who've got this love for surfing at you know all different levels I am so bad at surfing I'm rubbish but I love it yeah. so much um and I, it's addictive and I'm getting like a little bit better all the time but I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna have the confidence to go past a green wave if I'm honest with you <laughs> but yeah. I love it and I'm just would love to hear kind of what it means what it means to you and why why you're so drawn to the yeah. sport yeah I I actually I really as I mentioned um earlier on I, I had this weird obsession with that kind of surf culture in like the 90s and the noughties when I was little and I don't quite know what I had like really like vintage Foxy like me and my friend um used to work with um we used to joke about creating an Instagram account for all our vintage Roxies because we used to have so much of it but I don't know why I don't know how or why but everything was just um I think it was I think it still was that escapism idea of mm. getting out to the coast and so I remember the first time I went surfing um and I remember I was terrified <laughs> I remember so clearly being on this huge a big my family remember because I was so excited and then I was so deflated because I was like oh no it was this huge big yellow paddleboard uh, sorry um, surfboard yeah um and and then you know what then but it's funny every time you go you'd want to try it again and start feeling you feel a bit more nervous and and I remember going down to Cornwall we were really a lot of my family is in Australia and we went out there um when I was when I was younger I remember we went surfing in like Margaret River and I went with my cousins and I was like oh my god this is so cool and 
I, I really just love this idea of like, I used to get so, to be honest, and I still do get super nervous when the wave conditions are intense and um, it makes my stomach go and I think, oh my gosh, but when I'm out there, um, you really do forget everything else. And, and then since then, it, I guess moving to Cornwall, um, we used to go surfing, especially in our third year of uni, we all kind of like picked up the love of it again. And we used to go, we used to go a lot. Um, and then everything with work. And then since then, me and George have been to, we went to Sri Lanka and we, we went on a, a little surf retreat and we were just surfing beautiful reefs out there. And it, it's funny, like, I, I, I feel the same. I never, ever put myself in. I'd be like, oh gosh, I'm like, I'm like better than beginner. Um, I'm like probably intermediate. And then I'm, I will always downplay it because I don't, I don't really know. Because I, I know that I get super nervous and it's a real confidence thing. Mm. When I'm actually out there and I'm like getting in the flow of it, like, last October we all went down all my uni friends we all went back down there we hired a house um for again one of our friends 30th and and we had just were so lucky with the with the weather and the conditions it was beautiful clean waves and we all were just surfing and really enjoying it there was no pressure it was just it was just it was just literally pure bliss and those are the times that I love like I love mm. being with friends in the water where you can kind of go out back and you're laughing and talking about things and one of your friends is doing something ridiculous and then someone gets a wave and you're all like really pumped for it. Yeah. Or someone falls off and you're all laughing together. And I, I live for that moment. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely been in times, um, I, I think a couple of my friends can vouch for this, where the waves have been pretty big and we've been in like Rivian or Godrevi when we were younger and definitely out of your depth where you get out back and you're, you know, you're, you're yeah. there and you're, you really feel the power of the ocean and you kind of remind you very quickly that you're really tiny and you need to like really take note of where, where you are and, and think and get in the zone and it's a bit more intense but um so yeah I guess there's so many ways mm. isn't there Stephanie like with your um with the different conditions but mm. we I mean the end goal for us is we're we're hoping to move down to the coast soon uh, this all TBC but we're hoping to get down and and I'm hoping just to make surfing part of lifestyle and part of um everything that's kind of always wanted it to be where it can there's no pressure you know you can get in and have a good time it's not like right I need to progress 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 it's like not about that for me um yeah. do you find that you know being someone who loves the coast but not living near the coast mm -hmm. if if you haven't been down for a while do you need that in order to kind of keep your, your mental health healthy Absolutely, um yeah. or do you find it okay to just be you know out in the countryside do you do you feel like you need that element of, of moving by the water in yeah. order to make you feel like you a hundred I can't even describe how much that is yeah it's such a it's like deep down it's such a big part of me um and like I guess as I say like my my identity for myself not not external but internal it's a huge part of I feel so uh, at peace in whatever condition but being by the coast and it gives me such a sense of belonging um so that is something as I say like working our way down that way um however that looks in some capacity but yeah I I try like where we are now we're you know we're not that far from from Norfolk and Suffolk and those coastlines so you know the last few years we've gone up there and beautiful expand like no not well there is actually there is actually surf in Norfolk mm. but not all the time <laughs> but it's yes, not known for it <laughs> yeah exactly so it's funny with there's a there's a group called East London Surf um Surf Collective um and there's a big WhatsApp with so many people on it and um the guys are always sharing some really cool places and some sometimes Norfolk comes up and I'm like wow that is yeah, yeah. 
yeah it's actually crazy you never would have thought but it's um yeah as you say not known for it so but the beaches there are beautiful like stunning like open open huge open beaches part like um pine trees all the way down and just for again for dogs brilliant and you can go paddle boarding and so i think it's just any kind of um like escapism there um again my my like our friends have moved to the isle of wight as well and actually we went down to see them as well and and that way of living like there on island life and yeah. being by the coast and paddle boarding down was amazing so i think yeah definitely i like if i haven't been to the coast for a while i, I kind of start craving it so um yeah. but sort of coming back into to your work and leffa and yeah. um, i'd love to chat to you a little bit about your podcast because yeah. obviously <laughs> fellow podcaster you started left podcast was it a couple of years ago yeah a couple of years ago yeah 20, 2019 it would have been yeah, yeah. as a sort of extension from mm. the agency yeah um so yeah why did you want to do that um and kind of what for anybody listening who might be interested what mm. what is the left podcast all about yeah of course so yeah left podcast um it came about really because I um again I was always you know when you've got your own business you're always looking at you're trying to be creative and look at different avenues and and look at different I think it's just it's almost like always having a side hustle on the, on the side hustle on the side hustle and constantly <laughs> that's how my mind works it's almost yeah like, oh, how do I keep developing that because that keeps me stimulated and I, I like to have something like else that I'm working on as well and um yeah the Leopard podcast came about really was it was just because obviously I was traveling a lot as I was saying on trains listening to podcasts all the time um and a lot of my friends were talking about podcasts and stories and etc etc and then um, yeah, and then I realised like from people I went to Falmouth Uni with, um, to pe- and people started like you know really shaping their own careers and paths, and and then like to people who are really like really inspired me um, in the kind of art world or in the um, I don't know like the expedi- like expedition for um, um, just thinking of Emily Penn who's one of the one of the the girls who I've interviewed um, and she's incredible like such an and like an inspiration to a lot of people and um, anyway she there's all those sort of types of people and, and I was like how do I you know how do I, I love just I could literally sit down for ages with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and just talk to people about their journey and so naturally I was like you know what I might actually try this podcasting don't get me wrong I know you we felt exactly the same but it's so daunting doing yeah. anything like that and and especially when you're normally behind brands the brand and you know it's not it's not about you at all it's about everyone else and and so when you're doing something like that and put yourself out there it's it, unless you're naturally you know <laughs> really confident it's really hard and, and actually I think I wanted to do something just to kind of like push myself and mm. um step out of comfort zone a little bit and so yeah so I set the left podcast up and just again wanted to have real relax exactly the same as you like just real relaxed conversations with people about um their journey and and like their journey and how the coast and the kind of water world influences their career and their like lifestyle choices and everything else so yeah and then I, I really enjoy doing it and as, as we said before like it's originally when I first started it um we um used to like take, take all the kit and like stuff and do all that and obviously then I stopped doing it during the first lockdown because I thought oh, I can't get the same camaraderie you know you can't have the same conversation but actually um as time went on we got more used to zoom it just naturally progressed into that and actually mm. um worked really well but I think that's it Leffa itself is about uncovering brand stories and the people behind them um and talking about um 
yeah for good or for bad or, you know there's so many brands out there and it's like finding those gems that actually do have influence and do can make change or what is a brand and I, I kind of love that question and talking about like you know the everything around that like what is the soul of the brand exactly and there's so many brands it's like whoa okay what is what is this world and I think the thing with the left podcast was almost like um people just telling their stories linking back to brands or whatever they're working on and it's just still telling stories and I think that's what I'm if I can do anything um is looking at how we tell stories today and how we can communicate that so the podcast element is the is the kind of like spoken part um and I think that was the tie into a PR agency which at, at the end of the day um, it's all about communication all about storytelling so it was and that mm. it was kind of naturally tied in really well um mm. and, and building then, that community yeah, around exactly. Leffa yeah you know exactly. you're you've got those like-minded people that you're talking to that people are listening to that yeah. are then supported by the brands that you're working with and it all just comes around full circle and actually yeah. as you say like being able to I mean, I'm not saying Leffa has the huge reach on podcasts because, you know, it doesn't because it's just still a baby and it's still like, you know, just it's my hobby as well. But but it does whatever who the people who are really fortunate people who are listening to it, like, you know, it's giving those people I'm interviewing the like the opportunity to like a platform, I guess, and mm. something to for them to kind of talk about where they are and where they're heading and their goals and aspirations and stuff. So mm. yeah, I really like it. Like I I know you're the same. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's and it, I think I love it because it I listened to the name her name has escaped me um the lady who set up the was it the London surf Surf oh Demi yeah yeah and listening to her talk because you know she set this thing up in London Mm. and it was like yeah way that you can live this you know you can be passionate about the coast and still live in London and do this whole thing in London and sometimes you can feel if you're if you're not living you know by the coast or, or or you know by somewhere where there's surf or whatever that you're mm-hmm. an outsider in it but actually yeah, there's loads absolutely. of people doing that and it doesn't stop you from still being passionate about that world and totally. it was really yeah. cool to to hear her story and be like oh okay like you've made this happen in London that's amazing yeah um yeah. so yeah that's what I love about the podcast platform you you learn so much yeah. and you can learn so much about somebody else but also about yourself from listening yeah. to other people's stories and Absolutely. it's, it's it kind of gives amazing. you the confidence I think I think it, on a on a personal level I think it, it definitely gives me um like they're like saying about the people when I'm when I am we have been you know slightly more isolated over the last few years that gives me an opportunity to be able to like speak to people and, and I'm really always super inspired by people's um uh, yeah stories but also the energy they give off and that gives me then energy and yeah. actually that's that's right you, you know we often let's face it we all question um everyone questions unless you're super confident again like you always question where you're at and and when you do make decisions you having to make a decision you have to really think is this really what I want or is it what I think society telling me I should want and all of that sort of stuff Mm. and I think sometimes just being able to just talk and have that conversation with someone Mm. who who inspires you you think oh okay I can think a little differently um I interviewed Cassie Neodor and oh my goodness I came off that call and I was literally like shake I was really I was really nervous actually <laughs> I was shaking but from this energy because she has such an amazing perspective and a way of living and and it kind of I tried to 
try and like think back to that feeling and how um how she thinks and try and like take that with me and carry that with me a bit so like, channel it <laughs> channel it channel some cassia that would be yeah. so great but yeah and i think that's i think that's why the podcast is great and everyone's different everyone's got their own stories and, yeah. and journeys and as you say it's a big 360 really yeah so. no i i i've loved listening to it it's one that i listen to on my dog walks i've got my final question for you lucy which i love, which i ask everybody which is looking back at the ripples you've made in your life what are the biggest lessons that you've learned for keeping your mind and body healthy oh yeah that's a, a really good question um I think um being in tune to your emotions and like I'm one of those people and if I'm happy I'm really happy if I'm sad I will cry and then everything else in between and I think I always try and I always try and like sit down with myself again the journey thing it's funny actually how that comes up so much it's such a big part of um such a big part of my life actually but I think I think um I think that being sitting down and um not getting uh, here's the thing not getting too caught up in you know we're all having this conversation at the moment of you know social media and what it is and how it looks and everything else and and I think um trying to really really trying your hardest not to get so influenced by what you're seeing and trying to look at what you want to do and what you actually love to do yourself and push in that direction rather than what you're influenced by on social media by the channels you're following and I think I'm really conscious about the last couple of years I I don't think I was as it sounds ridiculous I don't think I was influenced as I was um sorry I don't think I was as influenced by social media before COVID whereas when we are in a lockdown state and you're looking at certain channels although you think you're looking at a broad perspective you're kind of not you're looking at these certain ways so I think um I think trying to live life on what you actually want to do deep down yourself and like the kind of way you want to live and and just not how you're expected to be or how you think you should be and I think that's it with with work and trying just trying to think outside the box and life like trying to think outside the box and um and also be confident because it's it's really hard to be confident and it's really hard to you know when you have those ideas and you think oh it's great and then like two seconds later you think oh no it's a really bad idea I think sometimes just kind of grasping those ideas and just keep molding them and working with them and and actually if you have an idea there was someone else who if you spoke to someone else about it they'd probably think oh actually I've had a similar idea and that's really cool like, and, and having those conversations I think being open and honest with how you're feeling like talking to um talking to like-minded people to bounce ideas I think so important um and something that I always do I'll always I've got friends or groups of people who we have like little conversations and we would just be open and honest about how we're at with work or whatever and and talk about different ideas no matter how silly it may sound just to kind of like sense check stuff um but just yeah I don't know if I've gone off tangent again no actually, I think that was, it was really interesting so, I think that was really like no one's ever sort of said that for this question about the influence that social media has on mm. the life that you live and it's actually mm. just suddenly made me think back to lockdown and I because we couldn't go away on holiday to Cornwall funny enough because that's where we always go I got obsessed with following people who live in Cornwall <laughs> and then I got obsessed like on, on social media because I couldn't be there so I was like I'm just gonna follow all these Cornish people and then I got obsessed with moving there over the lockdown period like totally obsessed to the point where we were going to go and look at this farm that was for sale like it got really <laughs> it was becoming yeah, no, a problem. Yeah, yeah. And then we've now we've come out of this, you know, lockdown and I've gone down to Cornwall a few times on holiday. I've now gone, mm. actually, do I really want that? Or do I I actually love where we live and I love yeah. how, you know, 
proximity we are to France and to London and everything and being able to get down to Cornwall on holiday and it just really that just remind me of that of that don't get sucked into the people that you're being influenced by the whole mm. time take a step back and realize what you've got around you as well yeah and, yeah and how you can your I guess influence yourself <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's it's your own perspective I mean it sounds ridiculous that everyone was making banana bread in lockdown like I did also make a banana oh, yeah. bread and it's because you felt like you had to make a banana bread and that's what everyone's yeah, doing yeah, yeah. actually it sounds ridiculous that's really obviously really basic but <laughs> on that level it's like yeah you know just taking a step back and I think otherwise although you feel like social media can it's, it's a it's a brilliant tool but almost like it can stagnate creativity so almost like trying to it's really hard because trying to live how you we preach is that's the battle that I think everyone has with it um, and I know in my head I'm constantly like oh you know make sure trying not to scroll as much because actually that time could be spent saying go for a dog walk take yourself mm. out and I don't I actually to be honest it sounds ridiculous but I actually um I've stopped even like listening to music or anything on dog walks now and just going out there and just being with River and mm. or being with George and we try and say let's not talk about work or let's talk about something different and just going out and just I don't know just having a different perspective yeah. on things and I think that's I think that's really important especially as like everything does become or keep keep everything is constantly becoming more and more tech-based and you know the old metaverse is kicking in mm. so it's like let's just take ourselves out into the real world a bit and um Oh, yeah. definitely absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely well I when I started speaking to you it was pouring down with rain and now the sun is shining and it's blue sky outside so I'm going to do just <laughs> that <laughs> literally I'm going to go out and just yeah take Tiggy out for a walk absolutely. so thank you so much Lucy it's been amazing chatting no, with you today you and, and if anybody it. wanted to find out about the podcast or follow you yeah. or get in contact about the agency how can they do that yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, if you go on to leffa.com for the agency and then also the Leffa Instagram, you can kind of follow everything there and any, feel free just to drop me a, a message or a DM or email. Um, and then the Leffa podcast is available on um, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And again, it's just under Leffa podcast as well. So um, you can kind of find it on there. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Start a Ripple podcast. If you like what you heard, then please do write a review. It helps other like-minded souls find this podcast too. And if you want to get in touch, then the best way to speak to me is probably via Instagram. And my handle is at with underscore India. All right, take care and speak to you soon.